everybody, Frank Aaron, and I'm back again this week with my good friend Gary Beck, the handsome, all-knowing, and eminently charming Gary Beck, I should point out. How's that for an intro, Gary? <laughs> That's just too much, Frank. My gosh, yeah, it's yes. getting better and better. Well done. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you a tip tree later. Yeah. Well, now it's your turn to, to introduce me, though. Quick, quick. Okay, and, uh, here we go. This is Frank Garon, um, entrepreneur and just an uh, all-around good guy based in Pennsylvania, and uh, we're going to bring you some additional great information that we hope you can use to uh, keep yourself happy and healthy. You failed to mention how extremely handsome I am, what a good dancer oh, I am, all those other things. Oh, uh, my notes, yeah, i got to get the notes. <laughs> there you go. That was on the other page. That was on the other page. Yeah. There we go. Well, listen, last week we talked about your poop, and today we're going to talk about your heartburn and your indigestion. So we've got, we've got you covered coming and going. So let's let's talk about that, Gary. Like people say, oh, I'll just take a, you know, a, an acid indigestion pill. Like we have Rolaids or Tums, things like that. And um, is there a danger of acid, danger involved? Is it just an unpleasant experience and feeling, or is it like something we have to be worried about? Is there a problem? Is it like where does it come from? How do we fix it? Is taking yep. pills good or bad for us? Answer all that well, in the next 60 seconds, Gary. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. It's, look, it's, it, it's like a lot of things, Frank. We need to really be able to listen to what our body is trying to say. A lot of, a lot of the things that people experience are, are fobbed off or, okay, so this, I'm feeling this, and so I get a little pill or a prescription to deal with the symptom, the thing. Instead of really asking the question, okay, what's my body really trying to say here? What's, what's not right? Why is it giving me this pain or discomfort or whatever the, the issue may be? And, and that's the key question. Unfortunately, when we just go to the cupboard to, to grab a pill, we're not really addressing what is happening. And we're certainly not investigating what the reason behind our experience is about. So that's the first thing. We've got to uh, consider what is happening. If we're experiencing gastric reflux, which is when uh, we have essentially acid coming up into the esophagus instead of going down into the stomach, uh, there is obviously a reason for that. Now, antacids are very widely used, and whether it's over-the-counter antacids, such as you've mentioned, or even prescription drugs. And we, I think we have touched on this briefly. Um, you know, there's a, a, a type of drug that's referred to as a PPI, or a proton pump inhibitor. Right. And, and these things certainly are very effective in alleviating that discomfort because they down-regulate the production of stomach acid. Great, okay, but let's just look at why we need the stomach acid for a start. What's the stomach acid trying to do? So when we eat, food comes down, the body gets all the signals, oh, okay, we've got something coming down into the system, guys, and the team rallies and start the process of digestion. And part of that, of course, is the secretion of acid into the stomach itself to help mix this, uh, this food. So that's a really critical part of the process. The, the reflux thing or the heartburn is when that acid somehow slips out of the stomach and 
tries to travel upward into an area that's not designed for acid, and that's why it hurts, it burns, because it's actually potentially causing harm. So that's something we need to address, obviously. We don't want acid in the wrong place in our body, and we certainly don't want to have uh, tissue being damaged from that, which, which is potentially what happens, and very real. Um, but why is the stomach acid escaping from that stomach receptacle? And there's a couple of reasons. The main reason is we're eating probably the wrong food at the wrong time in the wrong combinations. And that's um, potentially causing stress and, and uh, tension in the digestive tract itself. And the digestive tract is, in a way, not able to process that food fast enough. And it kind of just bubbles up and potentially leaks out into the esophagus. So those are the things we need to first look at you know what am i eating when it's worse is it is it worse when i'm having a bigger meal is it worse at night and you can imagine if you've got this big meal sitting inside your gut that you've eaten at eight or nine o'clock at night and then you go and lie down in bed and just the law of gravity means that 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 acid potentially can quite easily sort of slide out of the out of the stomach into your um, esophagus so yeah, looking at answering, asking those sort of questions first um, is important. And then if, if we are eating all the right things and we're not eating late and we're you know, doing the right thing with our food, then maybe there's a mechanical problem which may need to be addressed. But there is also um, quite a range of herbs and other tools that we can use to, to lessen the pain and discomfort and to help with the healing if that's what's required. So and you're, there are, you're saying, sorry, Gabriel, you're saying there's natural, like if you're going to give the body anything, you want to try to give it natural help any time you can. I mean, that's just good business. Yeah, totally. If we can, if we can bring in some sort of herb or some nutrient that's going to alleviate the pain and help to deal with the problem rather than mask the symptoms and potentially cause side effects, then that's certainly going to be my choice every time. See, the problem with, with the PPI drugs is that because they diminish the acid production in the stomach, over a period of time, that really weakens your whole digestive function because that acid's really important. You need that to break the food down. So you can imagine if there is a lower level of acid produced in the gut as a result of the medication, that's what it's designed to do, right. then, then processing that food is going to become pretty inefficient and potentially it's going to lead to deficiencies over, over time. So we don't need that. We know that hmm. um, if we bring in stress to the picture, automatically our body produces less digestive uh, juices and stomach acid. If we've been exposed to particular pathogens at any time, that also diminishes our production of stomach acid. As we age, all of us are faced with the fact that we produce less stomach acid throughout our aging. So when you were 20 years of age, Frank, you, your gut was producing all the goodies, processing this big meal without any problem. At your age and at my age, if we sit down to <laughs> that same big meal, at your age, yeah. how dare you, sir? We're not going to be able to process that food 
anywhere near as efficiently as we did as a 20-year-old. It's just part of the aging process. So the fact that many elderly folk uh, prescribe these kind of drugs or use these medications, they've already got low levels of stomach acid, and now they're given a drug which drops it even more. It's no wonder we've got people that are you know, hugely deficient and, and running into all sorts of problems um, as part of the so-called aging right. picture. It doesn't need to be quite so, so, you know, if, what I hear you saying is if you take, you, you have acid reflux, you have stomach problems, digestive issues, you take a pill that, that dissolves, that, that, that not dissolves, but helps to get the acid levels down low. But now what you've done is you've, you've put a Band-Aid or a plaster, if you will, on the wound but now you've just caused yourself another problem because you're you're not giving yourself the digestive juice, if you will, that you need to to pull all the enzymes and nutritional value and every wonderful thing that should be in your food if you're eating right. You've now made sure that your stomach is either going to be impaired by, to do that or hampered in its ability to do that or worse. Am I, am I following your train of thought correctly? Yeah, 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 exactly. Unfortunately, this is, this is going to be the side effect of using something to modify your stomach acid production. The side effect is that you are potentially going to run into um, deficiencies and inefficiencies of different types of minerals and vitamins. And, mm. and, and not only that, the, we've talked a little bit about how our body gets signals as food enters into the system you know we've got our little salivary glands that get right. going we've got the initiation of stomach acid and further down the track we've got the initiation or the introduction of bile and different enzymes that help to process the food as it goes through the intestines now if we have lower levels of that stomach acid as food then passes from the stomach into the next part of the of the process because we've got low levels of stomach acid, we're actually going to, the body's going to basically get signals saying we only need lower levels of these other enzymes as food travels through the pathway. Does that make sense? Sure. So you're saying that your body, by doing something that seems benign and innocuous, you're, you're actually potentially setting your body up to reset its meter and get used to delivering less of the stuff that you actually need to be healthy. It's like a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy in a sense, isn't it? Yeah, at each step of the way, you know, the body's getting signals, it's reading the signals, oh, we've got low levels of this, okay, well, we'll just bring in a little less of this one and this one. So down the track, we're, we're really starting to ramp up the whole side effect um, of taking one medication. And, and even, even at the end of the process, even the pooping we may find is gonna be, um, not as easy as well, you know, as as part of that process. So yeah, it's it's a it's a simple thing. People don't consider it, and certainly it's very widely prescribed. But I remember as a young naturopath going to a training, and the lecturer at the time said, in his uh, in his experience, ninety nine percent of people that are prescribed antacids don't need antacids. What so, do they need then? They need to modify their diet and lifestyle and where appropriate they could use herbs or other things. So let's look at, let's look at what we could use. Um, one that 
people are familiar with might be peppermint. So the, the peppermint leaves have um, this wonderful soothing ability. So you could be using, some people actually add peppermint to their food, some people take a peppermint supplement, which might be a, a very small oil-filled capsule, so it's got actual essential oil from peppermint in it. So that's one that, that for some people, alleviates any discomfort straight away. Okay. Um, licorice is another one. Licorice has some really interesting properties. So it's, it's, a, it's a soother, it's a, it's a healer, but it's also got some really nice side effects. So um, licorice, for example, could be really helpful for supporting the adrenal glands. It has really? also got properties that help to improve the immune system. So when we go to looking at whole foods and herbs that are produced in the right way, we tend to get beneficial side effects as opposed to negative side effects, which unfortunately is the, the, the common route if you're using a prescription drug. Well, that's a, so, that's a nice perk if you are getting things that you, so you're fixing yourself naturally and you're getting these perks and benefits that you didn't even know and otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't have received. That makes sense though, because if you're giving your body the right stuff, it's like, oh, cool, man! I'm you're doing right by me. I'm going to do right by you and give you give you a little extra benefit here and there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and this is the, this is the way the natural world works. Even you know, as far as science goes, uh, there's some pretty clever people have isolated different components from from different plants, and we know that right. they have a specific effect. But it's when we're able to use the whole plant and we get all these other unknown benefits, that's, that's really when, when uh, things sing, and that's when we have the magic happening. Yeah. So, it gets me to um, think, man. Yeah, my, brain, yeah. my brain is turning here. I'm like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> you know? Is that what's happening? I thought there was something happening there. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm always three steps ahead of us in the conversation. I'm like, wait, if that does this, then this does that, then the other thing does this over here, that must mean eureka. That's the way my mind works. I get, I get, I, I go down like a road of if X equals this, then, then we get Y. And then if Y equals that, we get, so it's just fascinating to me that like you're, if you reward your body, you get some free perks. Your body's like, Oh, Hey, cool. You're taking care of me. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make some extra yeah. stuff that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to make or wouldn't even have bothered to make because you weren't treating me right. And I'm over there fighting fires for you. Now you're giving me some digestive loving and some good health. And of course I'm going to look after you because it would be just smart for me as a stomach and a digestive system to support the rest of the body. Because without you guys, I am nothing, you know, myself, right? It's, 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 yeah, I like that. So it's like a well-oiled machine is a happy machine. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. It's it's uh, yep. You you uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's it, it goes all the way. It's it's um it's just the way the natural world works. Of course, there's things that we we still need to be aware of and not overdo. Um, but that's just the way it is. Like we, what? We know that. Uh, well, but even even um, essential oils, as as an example, when I mentioned the peppermint. It's got some great properties, but of course you don't want to overdo it. You know, you don't want to whack back a, a, a gallon of essential oil down your throat because that's going to be a, a real big problem. You know, these these are highly 
concentrated, um, concentrated, powerful medicines on their own right. So yeah. yeah Speaking of, I don't know if I, I don't know if I showed these before, but I've got my essential oils right here, my energy synergy ah, essential cool. oil, and it's got all kinds of good stuff in here. It's got uh, oh look, blood orange, peppermint, lemon, ginger root, uh, eucalyptus. Globulus, geranium, something, something, diluted in fractional coconut oil. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to go down a, a big road on essential oils, but I'm going to take this stuff, put it on my left wrist, put it on my left, right wrist at the pulse point, going to rub together. I wasn't necessarily against essential oils, but I didn't really understand how they could work. But I'll tell you what, Gary, when I do this, Rub it on my pulse points, and I do like 10 sniffs of the good stuff, right? Here's one, two, three, and so on. A minute or two later, and I'm not talking about a placebo effect, but honest to God, this stuff works for me, man. This stuff. And I, I'm one, I don't sit there and go, oh, I just put essential oils on me, so therefore I must feel better. I'm like, I put it on, and I'm back to work. And like 10 minutes later, an hour later, I've got more energy, a clearer mind, better mood or whatever. So nice. there's something to this stuff. Oh, look, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a form of medicine and there's a lot of science behind it. And the fact that it simply, it is as easy as applying something to your skin is really cool. You know, so, and, and this is it. This is, this is the other side, just, just on that, um, you know, for many, many years, Frank, I've, I've coached all my clients on trying to um, minimize our toxicity exposure. So we're doing a little bit of a segue here. Toxic stuff in our environment, whatever that may be, could be chemicals, it could be, um, it could be stuff if you live in a more agricultural area, you know, such as uh, spray residues or, or herbicides, pesticides that are floating around. Council might be spraying the, the grass verge or whatever it is. Right. Um, chemicals in the home that we use as cleaning aids or, or even just the chemicals that are in our skincare or personal care products. Now, the second something comes in contact with our skin, Right. Because our skin's a permeable membrane, it's in the blood almost instantaneously. So you're taking it on board straight away, correct? Absolutely. So you don't have to ingest stuff or even inhale things. If something touches your skin, it's in the blood. No questions asked. And so if that thing, whatever it is, that you've come in contact with has some toxic component, Right. Immediately, your body has to deal to that. It knows that it's something that's not supposed to be there and immediately has to get into action, find it, break it down, package it, and eliminate it. Okay? And so this is, this is the double-edged sword of, of our um, skin, our, our outer membrane, our largest organ, is that it allows virtually anything in which is great, which means we can use things like essential oils and so forth, but it means also we need to be very aware of what we are using and what we're being exposed to in our immediate environment. So um, that's a really big thing to understand and to, to get a grasp of for most people because we think our skin is like this shield that keeps things out. 
And yes, it does, but that is also a permeable membrane, which will very readily let stuff in. And oftentimes it's going to be letting in stuff that we just don't want in our blood or in our body. Well, I've always worried about, and, and we're talking about, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to go too far down this because we're talking about acid reflux and so forth. But, yep. you know, um, you, you put deodorant on and it's got aluminum or you would say aluminum in it and all these other things. And it's like, but your armpits are, it's very thin skin. It's thin part of your skin and easily absorbable. So you're sitting here putting aluminum in yourself for 50 years. Like, I don't know how good could that be for you? Things like that. You start, you start, you start worrying and wondering about like all these things that I never thought of before. So I switched to an all natural deodorant, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, as I say, we don't, we won't go down that, that rabbit hole. You know, I could talk about all sorts of stats such as, you know, many of breast tumors actually occur on the medial side of the breast. So that's where people are applying things like antiperspirants and deodorants. So yeah, what is the connection there? Um, anyway, let's get back to where we were, Frank. Um, where were we? We were talking about gastric reflux. And we gastric about reflux, yes, sir. So, so another, another um, product that I use a lot um, which, that is just so gentle is Slippery Elm. Slippery Elm. I've heard, I don't know much about it, but I hear that being mentioned. I heard it as a good thing. Yeah, it's a wonderful um, product that uh, is basically the, from the bark of the Slippery Elm tree. And it has a wonderful um, soothing property. So it's basically a mucilaginous product, which means that it creates this, um, this layer of, of mucilage. And of course, lining our intestinal tract, we have what we refer to as the um, epithelium, but essentially we've got a, uh, a fine layer of, of membrane or mucous membrane. And it's okay. really important. It's there okay. to help help protect um, our inside. So slippery elm uh, can be you can you can buy it in either a powder or a capsule or a tablet. It's, it's available in all sorts of forms. But the really nice thing is that when you when you take it, it provides a coating okay. on the inside of your gut. Okay? okay, so this wonderful soothing coating, which if we're talking about acid burn it helps to give a buffer and a coating to to alleviate that sort of problem so slippery arm and it yeah really great great product that that will help to soothe the whole of the digestive tract what what, what you're talking about peppermint and slippery elm and it just dawned on me like backing up a step like what what is this all this stuff caused from like and how can we avoid that you know i mean i know we're covering everything here but like the average person is just from eating the wrong stuff. Is it from eating too late? Is it from, like you mentioned, stress and all? I, I just yeah, want to recap that part of it. It's all those yeah. things and more, right? Yeah, those are the, the contributing factors are going to be, it could be one or a number of, of those things. And I hope you can hear me. I see we've got a little bit of internet connection stuff going on. Yeah, I can still hear you. Um, so yeah, firstly, when we have a gastric reflux issue, okay. um, uh, some, some physicians 
refer to it as GERD, G-E-R-D. Uh, the thing really ideally we need to look at is what are we eating? Right. Are we eating large quantities of food or larger quantities than we really need? Are we eating really um, combinations that are really difficult for our digestive system to cope with? So the more complex the meal, of course, the more work our digestive process is going to have to do. We've got a massive T-bone steak and we've got roast potatoes on the side. We've got all sorts of other vegetables and some heavy gravy with lots of, lots of fat in it and, and all the rest of it. Of course, our system's going to work pretty hard to process this massive plate of food. Right. So, you know, we've got to look at, we've got to ask these questions. Yeah, what am I eating? How much am I eating? When am I eating? Um, and can that be modified or altered? Is that one of the reasons? Or are these the reasons why I'm experiencing this? Stress comes in and plays a part. We know that when we're under stress, we've spoken about this before, basically the blood that's designed to go to our digestive system is diverted to our extremities. Right. Right. Our brain and our limbs. So, once again, if, if that's the case, uh, we need to look at managing stress and we that, need to be setting up our meal time so we can sit down and relax for a few minutes before we try and well, attack the, the stomach. Since, since we started working together on these, um, you know, videos that we're making here, Gary, I've made, I made sure that I used to eat breakfast in front of the computer a lot of work days. And lunch in yep. front of the computer. Now I'm like, screw that, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not, if I can't take 15, 20 minutes to have a proper meal and take care of my body, what, what's the point of anything else? You know, the brain's not going to be sat here. You kill the rest of the body. Like your brain isn't just going to sit here and function all by itself. It needs the rest of the infrastructure, if you will. You know what I mean? And I'm yep. like, but no, if I, yeah, if I can't sit for 20 minutes and just eat and focus on food and, you know, tasting it and and just relaxing and and the other thing is this water i'm behind schedule today because i was out but we mentioned this before I, I like the more you can drink water the better you're going to be i don't i mean this i'm i'm low it's already quarter to 6 p.m i've only got this much so i've got this i'm going to be up all night peeing gary but i'm going to get this water down by by the time i go to bed um but just the little things like like you know we do so many little things inadvertently and without even thinking and it just be, it's like death by a thousand cuts. You know what I mean? Like the right food. Sure. Everybody says, Oh yeah, I need to eat better, but that doesn't change the fact that you're not eating better. You saying you need to eat better doesn't change the fact that you need to eat better. And that means if you say you need to eat better, it means that what you're putting in your body is probably worse for you than you already even think. Because nobody, how many people amongst us are nutritionists? You know what I mean? Like when we started working together and you and I started talking, you bring stuff up and I'm like, oh crap, I do that. I didn't know that was bad for me. I do this. I kind of knew that was bad for me, but now it's really bad for me. Yeah. And then here's this other thing I didn't know about. And I'm like, geez, man, start me over again, God. You know, I promise I'll do better next time. You know what I mean? I'm kidding. It's not like it's too late to fix it all, but you're like, holy crow, what have I been doing to myself all these years? And, you know, like I say, when you're 20 or 30, you could just, I mean, there was one night when I was a teenager, I bought apple wine and a barrel pickle. 
And I, that, now obviously I was probably half lit when I did that, right? So I'm drinking <laughs> apple wine out of a bottle. And then I had a, a, a barrel pickle from a delicatessen as, as my munchie. What in the world, like what, but you're bulletproof back then. I didn't, and my stomach didn't feel good, but I didn't throw up. I had my apple wine in my pickle and lived to tell about it. But age 55, I want to throw up just thinking about that. You can't do dumb <laughs> stuff like that anymore. You're going to pay the piper. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you probably pooped pretty well after that combination. I don't, I don't remember, but it was, <laughs> it was something I'll never do. I never did it again. Like, that is not a good combo. Now, beer and pizza, that's something that belongs together. Apple, apple Boone's Farm apple wine and a barrel pickle from the local delicatessen. What are you getting excited over there, Gary? Yeah. Ooh, getting yeah. highly animated. Barrel of pickle. Yep. Yeah, look, it, you know, it's... It, Change is difficult for a lot of people, Frank. And this is the thing, you know, the, if something's not right, it generally means we need to change something. And, yeah, change can be quite scary for people, but it's really just about being aware of what, what is happening. Oh, okay, well, maybe I can change that. Maybe I can do something a little different. Now, there are certainly some cases where, um, because this whole thing is essentially the result of food not traveling down from the stomach into the intestines um, with enough ease, some people might benefit from actually taking a digestive enzyme, for example. You can do things with your food like adding a little shot of apple cider vinegar down the hatch before you have your meal. That might help to stimulate some of the digestion. Or you can actually take a, a really good quality digestive enzyme, which is going to help improve that function and then allow for the travel of food into the next stage more readily. How, how do you feel about, like, uh, as a whole, digestive enzymes? Because I, I take them. I'm actually out and I need to go to my doctor. She sells a really pure, like, pharmaceutical-grade uh, supplement for, you know, it's all different kinds of stuff. The digestive enzymes I'm out of, how do you feel about that? Is that something that the average person should be taking? Routine? I know you mentioned well, apple cider vinegar, but that stuff got a little bit of a taste to it, Gary. I don't know if you noticed that, but <laughs> I'm not drinking a gallon of. I'll drink a gallon. Of, I'll drink ten gallons of water before I'll drink two sips of uh, apple cider vinegar if I can help it. But what do you think? Like digestive enzymes, would you be taking this stuff every day? Is it? Good insurance, you know, if you're having an okay diet. Yeah, for some people, Frank, it's it's totally appropriate, and certainly a lot of my clients do use um, different digestive enzymes that we we test for them. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker is okay. So most people are given or taking an antacid to deal with supposedly too much acid. Right here is what's usually happening there's usually not enough stomach acid what did you hear yes you hear me right the problem is usually inadequate amounts of stomach seriously that how does that come to be the case. so remember i'm talking about the time it takes for the stomach to be mixing its food and then right yeah 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 so if the food isn't mixed well enough it's going to stay in the stomach longer until it is mixed properly with the right amounts of stomach acid, and then it's going to travel on through to the small intestine. So the, the body in its own wisdom knows, okay, well, if there's not enough stomach acid, I'm not breaking this food down enough, so it's not ready to go down that tube next, it'll stay there. We keep on eating our big 
big T-bone meal and, you know, it just builds up. So, and I've experimented with, those, with this with clients over time. So the vast majority of these cases, the digestive system is so inefficient and there's low production of stomach acid as it is, we need to actually top up the stomach acid. So it's kind of a, a bit of an oxymoron thing and doesn't make sense to people, but it's often the case. So in this situation, the preferred digestive enzyme is actually going to be a hydrochloric acid supplement. Really? So where you start your Just meal, some, some HCL and you're good to go, huh? HCL, yeah. So HCL taken. Taking a look at what I have here, and I'm out of these. And this is not a commercial or a pitch for these guys. I think I showed you these already, right? These ortho... Yep. Ortho digest design, dig, ortho digest zymes. Um, they have, well, they have sodium pancreatine. So I think that one from memory has got quite a broad spectrum of um, enzymes, and the, the pancreatin is, is a pancreatic enzymes. It's, it's, it's and got, so what you really need in a digestive enzyme is, is going to be the different types of enzymes to break down. The different types of foods. So you've got enzyme components to break down fat. You've got right. enzyme components to break down carbohydrates. You've got enzyme components to break down the sugars. You've got enzyme components to break down the protein. So they're well, all slightly different. I have and be, ideally, well, for most people, we need a, a broad spectrum. I have B B B team hydrochloride USP. I've got pepsin. I've got desiccated ox bile. Huh? You can't get enough of that stuff, right, Gary? Okay. So that combination is is kind of what you would see or what you would use if you are low in stomach acid. Yeah, the beta okay. HCL, so that's the hydrochloric acid. Right. The peptin is kind of a cofactor that our, our gut produces. So yeah, those two are are the ones to be looking for. And yeah, for some people or for some products have ox bile, and that that sort of helps with part of the part of the process as well. Who's but, uh, who's the, the guy pure, that Gary, who's the good, sad curiosity, not to interrupt it, but who's the guy that said, I know what you need. You need some desiccated ox bile. Let's mix that in there. Like, what do they come <laughs> And how does the ox feel about being desiccated? You know what I mean? Well, indeed. Yeah, just imagine a whole tray of drying oxes sitting up there. Yeah, it's um, kind of crazy. And then there's bromelain from pineapple. Yeah, and and papillon or papaya. So two different enzymes here. So these are obviously plant source enzymes. Now, for some people, you know, ox bile, particularly if you're a vegetarian or vegan, might not be particularly exciting. So you can source just pure old HCL. And one that I actually use, which is from one of my um, sort of preferred suppliers, is, is actually from beets. So it's a hydrochloric acid, a betaine HCL from beets. So it's a plant-derived. I'm just, uh, Gary, I'm absolutely fascinated. Like, I, I, I probably didn't show it on my face, but in my brain I was falling out of my chair. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, dude. You're telling me that people have, you know, digestive issues and acid reflux and this and that and uh, just, just all that stuff because they don't have enough acid in their stomachs. Like, that doesn't even make sense. But what you say, like, when you explain it, it makes sense. But... Nobody would ever, it's, it's like um, trying to put out a fire with more gasoline. Like if you, so if you yeah. take, 
If your stomach's messed up and you have acid reflux and you're taking like a Tums or a Rolaids, which are the American brands for this stuff to kind of blot up all the acid, you're, you're fixing this symptom, but you're causing the problem. Like you, you're putting out a fire over here and you're throwing gas on this fire over there. So crazy stuff, huh? Yeah, but how does a person keep, I mean, thank God for this podcast that we do, you know, these videos and stuff that we do. And I say that humbly and respectfully because I'm learning stuff about it, but I'm learning stuff every week from, from our discussions. Um, by the way, that was uh, Claire the cat doing a cameo. She just did a walk-on back there, Gary. Every week it's the kids, the cat, the dog, the UPS man, the doorbell. We're going to have to start filming three in the morning. And even then somebody will ring the doorbell or might be my dad calling me, telling me he's got insomnia. There's no way to escape working from home. But the point is, so the point is, Gary, like, you have to stop and think logically. And, but you can't expect the average person to know this stuff. Like, how, how do you figure this stuff oh. out? Oh, no, you, you don't. And unfortunately, if you just go into the doctor to sort of get a prescription or to, or to get something to fix your, your problem, of course, then that's what's going to happen. You're going to get a prescription, you're going to fill that, and you're going to feel those symptoms are going to be alleviated. End of story. Yeah, so that's that's unfortunately the way it goes for the majority of people, of course, Frank, is is they go down that route and nothing changes. Um, so here, here we're trying to give people ideas and information so that they can then have more of an informed choice. Oh, yeah. okay, here's maybe a way I can do this. And so the thing to do, so if someone were experiencing some sort of heartburn or gas reflux, right. definitely look at using you know one of the products we've already mentioned probably i would i would look at slip realm if there has been some some you know burning sensation then slip realm is going to be nice to help soothe and heal that is that a pill or a caplet or what do you drink it yeah, or? it can be a capsule or a pill or a powder so some people mix it into mix a little it. bit of um, liquid and and drink it down so that sort of thing um, there and, and experiment, you know, find just a, a straight HCL product, a straight hydrochloric product and experiment. What you do is after you've had your meal, you take one of these capsules, see what it feels like. And, and it's, if there's no discomfort, um, uh, then maybe when you have that same meal the next day, Try taking two capsules after you've had your meal. Right, like titrate up a little bit. We titrate up a little bit because we want to make sure you're getting adequate amounts, but we don't want to go too far. If you go too far, so say, say one day, two capsules of an HCL seems to do the job. Right. And then when you take three, ooh, I get a little bit of, you know, that uncomfortable sensation occurs again. So you know that, okay, that was a little bit too much. Two capsules is the appropriate dose for that kind of meal. So, yeah, well, it's, it's easy enough to, to work out what your body needs if you're listening to what's happening. The, the thing, too, it just dawned on me, Gare, is like if you're taking an over-the-counter medicine, you're still taking a medicine, and Western medicine is wonderful and it's beautiful. You know, Eastern medicine is, is I would say, painting with a broad stroke here more natural and tends to be a little bit more holistic than some of the Western medicines we take. But you're still, just because it's an over-the-counter medicine, you don't need a prescription, doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you. 
Is that, is that, is that, is that, am I, yeah, am I, am I being honest yeah. there? Well, yeah, totally. You know, there is this belief that a lot of people have is that if it's available, you know, on the counter in the store somewhere, whether it's from a, a, a supermarket or from a drugstore or wherever it's from, that doesn't mean that it's safe. <laughs> That's no guarantee that this product has been tested and checked and has your welfare at heart. It simply means that it's a product they're able to sell. So this is a myth that a lot of us still believe is true. If they're able to sell it, then there are um, government bodies and agencies that are there to protect our health. So yeah, they couldn't sell it if it was you know, potentially going to cause some harm. That's a myth. People can pretty much sell pretty much anything, in, and, and we need to be aware of that. We need to be the ones that are educating ourselves and making choices to, to do the right thing for our body and our health. So that's, that's definitely true, um, Frank. There's, yeah, just because you can buy it across the counter doesn't mean it's going to be good for you, definitely. Well, we're tying us all together. I think like being a people's advocate, our, our viewers and our listeners here, where do they, where do they start? Like, where's, is there like an encyclopedia or an online resource or a, uh, a body of knowledge that like the one-on-one for taking care of your body? I mean, is there such a thing? Like how do you, oh, let's wow. say t t today I've got religion. I'm like, that's it, Gary. I'm going to do everything naturally. I'm going to do everything Gary and Frank tell me. Uh, I've seen the light. I've got religion. I want to fix my body and I only want to proceed forward in a good way. It's not that simple or easy though. Like where do you go? No, it's not. Yeah. Well, there obviously we live in this amazing information age and that's, right. that's, that's a, a double-edged sword as well, isn't it? it? There's so much information out there, you know, on the internet and, and wherever. However, there is a lot of misinformation as well and we need yeah. to be wary of that. So, my suggestion, yes, there are some great resources online, um, but really, it's, uh, oh, hello. Uh, Sorry about really, that, Garrett. It's, it's more about maybe finding a, a local practitioner, you know, a, a naturopath or a health practitioner in your area that you can actually develop a relationship with. That, that's probably, you know, really I would, that's what I would push for for most people. As far as resources, uh, you can certainly Google and find no end of people that specialize in the areas of, of gut health or the areas of immune system or the areas of diet and you know looking at all sorts. And some of them are great. There's, there's one, one online resource that I kind of like uh, and it's, it's been available it's been online for 10 15 years or more and it's called green med info i'm pretty sure that's what it is green med info green med info yeah and i'm have to look that up here the guy that sort of set it up he he's kind of looked at looked at the science so he's actually they've got a lot of free stuff but you can also subscribe to get access to all the science right so he's basically put together thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of, of medical documents and articles and research papers and, and scientific data about pretty much any illness and pretty much any 
herb, vitamin, mineral, and so forth. So that's, really? that's that can have some quite interesting stuff. That's um, I'm checking this out now. That's like a lifetime's worth of work right there. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's huge, yeah. And he seems to be a pretty sort of humble guy that obviously had health issues of his own along the way and so went out and started digging and researching and, and uh, has created this great online resource. Give us that URL again, Gary, just so people hear it again. Pretty, they miss it. Did, you, did you find it, Frank? I'm, it pulling really it up, I'm pulling it up now. And that alarm, ironically enough, people, was an alarm for me to take my 6 p.m. Parkinson's medication. So it wasn't that I was sloppy or reckless. It's just time to take this stuff. And I'll tell you, Gary, I forget if I told you this, car, carbidopa, levodopa stuff works like a charm for Parkinson's. It keeps me on track. But... um the past week or two, my stomach got so upset from the meds that I had to take this other stuff now that's um, on, it's an anti-nausea medicine. I won't even say the name of it, but it's like now I'm taking a pill for the pill that I have to take to feel better. And it's like, crap, I wish it was like a natural thing I could just do to fix that. You know what I mean? And it's, we're going to do a call on Parkinson's and gut health at some point, Gary, because that's, all of a sudden, Parkinson's is near and dear to my heart. Who saw that coming? Me, Ozzy Osbourne, Neil Diamond, Michael J. Fox, all the cool guys evidently wind up with it at some point in your life. So, yeah. and, my, and my dad. You're your dad, you yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so, yep. So, green, a, green, give it green again. Greenmedinfo.com. I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. Greenmedinfo.com. And uh, as I say, there's, there's a, you can, you can pay a membership to get access to the whole thing that, you know, there's, there's articles and, and you can do a search for over 10,000 health topics. That's so, the first thing I saw. I was like, good Lord, man, 10,000. I'm going to find anything I need over here, aren't I? Yeah. So it's, and the nice thing with this, it's, it's the science, it's the literature that's actually there. And this is this is the strange thing is that a lot of a lot of uh, so-called gurus or specialists don't really quote the science. They they create their own <laughs> pseudo science and uh, and use that as the truth, and that really messes up a lot of people, unfortunately. So. Yeah, I think this guy is, is, is one that's done quite a good job. And so this is a starting um, starting off point. Obviously, we have so much to explore and cover and, and connect with, but we we definitely have um, we definitely have um, some stuff. I'm just reading about. I just Google Parkinson's really quick and just just looking. Um, Looking through here, I mean, this guy's been around forever too. It looks like, mm -hmm. so very, very cool. So, all right, Gary, what else do we need to know about fixing our guts before we shut down for the weekend here? Um, well, yeah, there's there was a couple of other things I was going to mention, but we're kind of um, running out of bit of time. There's things like uh, one of the nutrients that probably people have seen if, if they're at all looking at, at gut health and that's a thing called glutamine or L-glutamine. L-glutamine is amino acid and the nice thing about our gut is that the cells within our gut lining actually re replicate and replace each other very often. They're actually a really fast turnover. You know, the, the, the cells in our bones 
take quite a long time, whereas the cells on our intestinal tract and our gut lining actually took over really fast. Right. And glutamine is one of the primary fuels, if you like, for, um, for that gut tissue. So L-glutamine for some people is quite helpful to help with that. Okay. If, if there's been some signs of, of damage. Uh, and and even simple things like a good old food that I I have mostly in my diet each day is good old linseed. Those little little brown, the dark brown hard seeds. Linseed, or we also know okay. as flaxseed. It, it's it's a it's a wonderful form of. But also, if you were to put a, a dessert spoonful of these little seeds into a glass of water and let okay. it sit overnight, so just put a spoonful in the glass, top it up with water, let it sit on the bench overnight. In the morning, what you'll notice is that the seeds have actually ex expressed this clear, um, sticky or slimy stuff. And this is a mucilage. So the mucilage, once again, coming back to what I said earlier, is we've got this mucus coating that is on right. our intestine. So the flax seeds, when you soak them, release this mucilage. You can then drink that down. And that's, once again, another, another nice uh, soothing way to get some protection within the gut. So good old, good old flaxseed or linseed. Um, it's also, those seeds are a wonderful source of fatty acids. They've got omega-3 fats in them. Also a little bit of omega six and nine, uh, and but but basically one of nature's, one of the plant world's richest source of omega three fatty acids, which are good for our heart and our skin and our joints and and all the rest of it. And also another little bonus with the seed is it's, it's full of fiber, so it's got both water soluble and fat soluble fiber. So remember how important fiber is and and. Uh, our, our pooping and our digestive health. So it's, right. it's covering lots of angles. So it's a, it's a great food to have. And as I say, it's something that I use pretty much every day. It's, it's, it's also got other components. I could go on about flaxseed because it's, it's just amazing. Um, it's, it's got anti-cancer properties. It's got uh, yeah, all sorts of goodies in it. A, a, a natural whole food that delivers way beyond its size would indicate and you can mix it in stuff as you say and you can yeah you could as i say if you just let it soak in the water then it releases that mucilage and you can have it that way uh you can grind it some people grind it up so they then add it to their breakfast or into their smoothie or or in that sort of fashion so yeah it can be used in a few different ways i'm gonna have to look that up i i learned something new every every call yeah, I, I did an article. Well, I've done an article about flaxseed a couple of times in my uh, my monthly newsletters that I send out. And uh, right, yeah, it is each each time I sort of go over. I think, yeah, this is for such a little tiny seed, a such a little tiny food. What an amazing thing it is! It just has so many great properties that it can do all that stuff for. And it goes to show you that you know Mother Nature in 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 when 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 we let her do what she does best. She provides us with just about everything we need. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, no, no, not an insult to, to, to modern medicine, but I mean, there's so many things that you can start. I don't know. I always figured like our bodies were good 
how would I say it? Like our lifestyle, our lifespans are going longer and longer and longer and longer. And that's a great thing, but how, how much better would we be doing if we all ate better and, and, and drank better and, and meditated and got proper sleep and weren't exposed to toxins and, you know, could we add another 10, 20 years onto the, onto the average lifespan? I mean, I'm just making a figure out, but you know, could, could we, could we add, you know, just as much longevity, if not more by like, just, you know, make, making sure that we're looking after the machinery and the equipment, you know, you know what I mean? Absolutely, Frank. You know, if, if, if we had the opportunity to, to turn back time, even, even just you know, 30, 40 years, say 40 years, if we we're able to turn back time and have the food quality we had maintained throughout that time, because back in those days, we were less likely to have more processed foods, um, but have the same technology and understanding of our body and our needs. Um, yeah, we could, we could have, we could create something quite different. And remember also the, the development of, of, uh, foods and the processing of foods is something that has taken us down a slippery slope. And, and we know that the statistics show these days that, uh, parents, of the current generation are likely to outlive their progeny. So the, the kids of today, even with all the technology around, the statistics are showing that they aren't going to live as long. As Seriously. And that's, that's a pretty sad, sad. That's, uh, that's terrible. On, on our life. Yeah, that is terrible. That's and terrible. But it's not rocket science that has put us in that position. It's simple. We're, we're exposed to too many toxins in our food and our air and our water, and we've been eating too much crappy food that's not nourishing our cell. End of story. It's not, you know, we don't need to do billion dollar research studies. Those are the reasons why. We just need to change those things. Just eat your vegetables and, and pay attention to, to, you know, some organic, you, you know, nutrition and, and foods and, and you're, you're changing the whole equation, aren't you? Totally. Yeah. Keep it simple. Really? Well, I like this Gary. So we're going to cover some more next week and we've got so much more to teach you guys. I hope you find these sort of fireside chats with Gary and I to be helpful because they're heartfelt. They're sincere. Um, we're not telling you anything that we don't do. We're not telling you anything that's unproven. We're not giving you medical advice, but we're, we're trying to get you to think about how to, how to maintain and take care of your body because you only get one. And uh, once you get a few miles on it, it's a little scary to have to stop midstream and, and change. It's better that you, you know, fix your health while you're healthy. Right, Gary? Is the way absolutely. I would put it to you. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not a good look if you've got the big house and the big boat and the fancy car and whatever, but you haven't got your health. I mean, yeah, what's the point of that? So we'll pick it up again next week. We want to thank you guys for listening and watching, and we hope you find this information helpful. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks very much, folks, uh, signing up. Enjoyed the rest of your day. And uh, the handsome Frank Garron and Gary Beck, see you next time. See you guys. Bye.